Okay, welcome to another edition of the Culture Class Podcast, podcast where you get to interact with people from different backgrounds and get to learn about other cultures. We're still on our bullshit for Culture Class 150. It's been a very long week. Uh, why is it that people don't obey simple instructions? I don't understand. Like people, <laughs> people are just all over the place with the Culture Class 150 episodes. Like simple things. Send me a voice note, a 90 second voice note, wishing the podcast a happy three year anniversary of Culture Class. And people are like sending me DMs with voice notes. People are like <laughs> calling me to. I'm like, dude, don't call me. Record the voice note so we can put it on the podcast. Oh man, the times like this when you miss most of it. Like uh, as your producer, mm-hmm. you're like, should I've been dealing with all this shit but I don't know why Nigerians <laughs> no degree here was I don't know I think they're just trying to make it work for themselves as well <laughs> yeah. I mean it's right there it's stated in plain English click this link send me a 90 second voice note and people are like hey baba calling or texting or instead of doing exactly what we said but it's all good though um, in case you guys are listening to the audio I have uh, today is kind of like uh, one of the episodes to comments rate the whole culture class 153 years in podcasting I have the folks who uh, pretty much uh, during the life of the podcast at one time or the other have been behind the scenes uh, with the podcast. So I have Nitro, a.k.a. Delapo, and I have Musope, a.k.a. Mo, on the pod. How are you guys doing? Thank you. Yeah, and Nitro is developing. Nitro moved to the UK like six months ago, something like that, eight months ago. So he's developing that Cockney accent bit by bit. So we're practicing. (laughs) (laughs) We're practicing on the pod man what's going on in in uk how's it going what time is it over there um it's like three yes three Uh, three it's over yeah. yeah. Oh, I should know. I've actually interviewed a bunch of people from the UK. It's like 8 a.m. here in Colorado. Musopa is in Minnesota. How's it going? What time is it in Minnesota? Um, it's nine. Not much is happening here. It's getting cold. Oh. I'm not ready at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, man. You have to. Uh, you have to improvise. I mean, you do this. It just like week. somehow, somehow, <laughs> every year I forget that we have to go through this again. Right. But it's here. <laughs> now, now you know how Eminem feels and all the rappers, man. You have to go when it's time to go. You have to. Go go. <laughs> well, it's all good though. We're just discussing on the podcast of how, you know, we all live in three different cities and um, Nitro is in the UK. I'm in Colorado, most of in Minnesota. And I was just saying that how difficult it is to get like a good, I don't want to say African party, but like we don't have, first things first, we really don't have black lobs per se in Colorado. Colorado is like oh, 70% okay. white. Mm-hmm. I think like 15% Latino and maybe like 8% black, something like that. Then other, other races. So we have like one African restaurant here. It's like a Ghanaian restaurant. And then we have like a Nigerian food truck in the whole state. That's it. At least so, you have a food truck. That's I mean, something. the food truck is parked outside the African store. So it's like, okay, you go to the African store, then mm. you pick up some jollof or fish from the food truck. And then we have a Ghanaian restaurant a little bit out the way kind of thing. So like when, whenever like these guys, you know, they are a group of guys who are like promoters. They eventually, they might end up building a club here. But for now, they're kind of like having these parties, like Afrobeat mm. parties every other three or four weeks. And it's always packed because we, we don't have those. Like if I'm going to a club in Colorado, it's like either like a strip club or like a regular like white club. It's mm-hmm. not like they don't play Afrobeat. So and I was telling most okay how difficult it is to cheat in this state. Cause if you go to those parties, like everyone is always there. So it's like the girl you talked to like last month, before we said she's there again, or her cousin is there or something else. But not that black man cheap. I'm just saying for people who do that kind of stuff. But you know, what's the party scene like in Minnesota? 
you get to go um, out? Uh, I don't like, I don't go out that often. But um, at a point in time, there was someone who was doing like, like consistently had like a, an Afrobeats party like once a month. But I think it kind of slowed down like right before the pandemic. And then afterwards, we haven't had that. And I missed it so much. But and, and I was telling my friends how like we didn't really appreciate it then. Right. But now I'm like, please bring it back. Um, really? There are, few, there are a few. No, honestly. Yeah. It, I don't know why we were just so like weird about it before. There are a few people who are trying to do more stuff now. Um, the DJing, you know, it could use some revision. So. Right. <laughs> right. You know, the funny thing, like, I know you love music. Like, most most of it practically lives and breathes music, especially, like, Nigerian music or Afrobeats. Mm. But I don't really picture, like, I can't picture you in a club. Like, do you just go there and, like, okay. bump your I head? Can't... Or do you actually get involved in, like, dance and stuff? Um, It depends on my level of... It depends on, like, how much social interaction I've had that day. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. Um, Typically, I'm just kind of looking around. That's why I don't like going out that often, Um, unless, like, for a specific reason or whatever. But um, yeah, it also depends on how many shots I've had. Wow, why do people go go to a club and look around? You're supposed to go there and like let loose or something. Like or I do need, that from the comfort of my like kind of like you go with friends and stuff. Or you yeah, I go like, with my friends. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, and we got a section a couple of weeks ago. Okay, was, like the first time I've had like we've they've done that because like usually they okay. don't. And I was like, you people think I'm gonna go back to standing and like having to <laughs> those five space? Yeah, like, past that level. <laughs> honestly, I can't go back now. No. But no, I, I think oh, I just enjoy being able to like be in my own space and just like vibe with the music. But I'm not necessarily always like dancing or whatever. Also, my friend, my sister especially, have told has told me that you know my dancing skills could use some improvement, some work. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I'm a I'm a like a good upper body dancer, so okay. I can dance perfectly when I'm sitting down. Like mm-hmm. so far, I don't have to move my legs. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But if I have to move my legs, all those like leg work and many things, I'm like no, 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 that that's too much. But it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nitro, what about you? I mean, the UK is a very lively, you know, as far as like immigrants and like Africans, like there are a lot of places like in London, Liverpool, everywhere. Like, but I'm sure you don't have that kind of problem where you are. Uh, kind of. It depends on where you live in the UK, actually. So I'm like in, in Derby and it's not, it's not really, I haven't really seen any African club. So And there are a lot of black people there? Yeah, kind of. You know, for the uni, that that's one. And then few people, it's just like a very calm place. Less mm-hmm. stress, you know, just chill and get on your daily activities and it's all right actually right to, I think I was I was in Shisha land like two weeks back and I think probably I went to the group of my friends so I think probably because we were there they started playing Afrobeats and stuff <laughs> it was really ah, nice they've experienced yeah. Nigerians <laughs> I don't know how they can always <laughs> sense that like when they walk they're like these guys are Nigerian let's play so I do pop some, some yeah yeah right. because we're really surprised you know we sat down and the next song just came up whiskey the next one Bona right. so I'm like oh wow Wow, that's nice. That's nice. Essence <laughs> is just blowing up. Like the people yeah. I hear Yo. singing Essence, I'm like, damn, like we kids should be making a lot of money from this tour. Mm-hmm. Like this dude should yeah, be I think he's bank. making a lot of money. Um, I saw because he came here, maybe it's been like a month ago now. Um, yeah. And the crowd there, it was, it was pretty diverse. Not, well, it was majorly Africans, but like there was still a good amount of, of like non-Africans. And I went to see Thames in Chicago like two, three weeks ago. Oh, you were in Chicago? I was literally it was literally September. like a day oh okay. oh okay no 
I just went for the concert and I came back because I had work my feet. But um, that crowd was wait, very wait, 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 wait. You, you went, you traveled from Minnesota to Chicago specifically for a Thames concert. Because mm-hmm. she wasn't coming wow. to Minnesota. She's not coming to Minnesota. It's like an hour down. and That's a half. Fun. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a, man, even to go downtown for a concert, like, it's like, <laughs> when Whiskey came to Colorado, I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't know, I can't remember if I was in town, but I didn't go. And that's like, Whiskey came to Colorado? Yeah, Whiskey came. Wow. Burna, okay. I think Berna came again. He came two years ago, but I think he came again this year, if I remember. He came to the Fillmore. Okay. The same place where Shatawale is supposed to come to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. Was it a good turnout? I didn't go. I don't know. I, 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 it obviously must have been good. The Fillmore is like a smaller venue. It's like, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I think they also have a Fillmore in DC. Mm-hmm. That's the place where Omalay like played. Okay. Yeah. They, they, it's like a franchise thing. So it's like, mm-hmm. what, like a thousand maybe or less? Maybe 800? I would say, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So, That's yeah. cool. But yeah, no. So the crowd at Thames, though, that one, it was really like, there was a lot of different people there. And I was, I was pretty surprised. But I mean, it's also a good thing, I guess. So. Right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, that's interesting. Well, I guess you don't know what you have to to miss. Like, I don't want people listening to think like, no, it's like he goes out every night and stuff. Because just because of the state I live in, like when I see an opportunity, I don't mm-hmm. mind taking it and, you know, mm-hmm. paying for it. Compared to when I lived, lived in D.C., like in the two years I lived in D.C., I probably went out like maybe four or five times kind of thing. Because like D.C. is obviously chocolate city and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of Africans, a lot of blacks in Maryland and all that. So it was easier to get to. Like, even if I want to go to a party, I probably won't go to one I, I pay for I'm like no but here like I, I actually dole out my 20 or 30 bucks I'm like no I have to go yeah. go mingle but um, but yeah um, so these two individuals uh, for those of you who have been paying attention uh, or are long time listeners are pretty much the engine behind the podcast um, so I started the podcast in December 2018 I started it with Tongwa who was like my former co-host and then we had Make Sense who isn't here today Makes Sense is a person who did the, the theme music. The theme song is a producer out of Nigeria. And then about a year-ish later, uh, after Tongwa left, uh, um, Dolakbo Nitro came in and started uh, editing the podcast. And then Musoka came in about a year after that, I think, or six months after that. And she produced the podcast for a while. So guys, I have a few questions for you guys. Um, you guys obviously know the process uh, about, you know, producing culture class work that goes into it. Because when people are bugging me, like, oh, no, so why hasn't the podcast dropped here? You're supposed to drop at like 12 a.m. You're dropping at like 4 p.m. I'm like, damn, guy, if only you guys know like the work that goes into it. But let's talk about how we met, like uh, Nitro. Can I remember how we interacted? Because I was trying to like trace it on our DMs. Like, I just, I can't even remember. How did we even like get to know each other and match for you to become like an editor and podcast? Um, I think it was in the DMs. Yeah. Yeah, down in the DMs, right? Was it, was yeah, it Instagram no, no. or Twitter? It was Instagram, right? Instagram. Yeah, it was Instagram. Yeah. Did, did, who reached out to who? Did I reach out to you or did you reach out to me? I can't I can't figure for the life of me. I reached out to you. Right, 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 right. I, I think it was just, yeah, I think it was just at that moment where I was just starting to get overwhelmed because I was like recording, I was editing, I was like trying to do social media, I was booking guests, so I was doing all these things. And that was pre-COVID. So I was still booking guests like live. So I have to like reserve the public library or get like a meeting venue, get people to like go there and sometimes book Uber for people to go there and go record all this stuff so like when you reach out to me and you're like oh I'm like, I'm like engineering can, as a podcast I was like man like God answered my prayers and stuff <laughs> but back then you were in Nigeria you know you know yeah, yeah. Yes. and everything I think you're you're living in Abuja at the time I was like okay like this is uh, this is pretty interesting um, so what were kind of like those first
first days like? Like, what, what do you think about those first first days of like editing the podcast? Where like, I know we used to we used to fight about the length of episodes back then. Like, man, why do we record like a three hour episode? What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, reduce this thing and stuff. But what do you recall about they, those early days? Yeah, the early days started off with the length of the the length of the episode was what. But I think I was I was open to that being the fact that you know number one I reached out so I should be able to entertain whatever was gonna come and no but the peak for for me was the fact that you were just precise about the intro and the outro you really wanted it at the 27th second mm-hmm. of the intro <laughs> <laughs> every time I think there was a particular podcast you I literally had to correct the intro and outro you just wanted it spot on at that yeah. same 27 but I guess it was actually calm after then once I got it you were like oh sure and these days we really go over and edit and since I just understand the system I make the corrections done and you know it's just been good yeah definitely those early days I mean blame my OCD for that one I mean there's <laughs> nah, it's alright the one like the way I pictured it when I always used to edit the podcast every week there's a as the outro is kind of as the intro is kind of like fading out then the the uh, intro for the podcast kind of like fades in as the intro yeah. of music fades out the voice intro kind of like fades in so it was around 26 27 seconds so that's all I was really particular <laughs> Nitro like put the intro at like 15 seconds. I was like, no, like push it like six seconds more. Like 20 seconds. And dude, we're like, dude. And you were back in Nigeria back then. So like to download yeah. the audio file with you know the internet and everything uh back in Nigeria. And then one time we were like, we we're talking about like generator and all that stuff. But, like, man, like I'm sure it must have been really, really hairy <laughs> back then. But man, blame me on my OCD, yeah. no vex. But we got we got to it at the end. Yeah, that's that, that's the good part about it. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes it was like some of the early guests I know whenever like I recorded some of those controversial episodes like you know like episode like 4050 Black Klansman all that stuff like I know that Nitro will be the first person to hear it because obviously he's editing the podcast before he puts it out so I'll look to hear his feedback and Nitro would never for as long as I've worked with Nitro Nitro has never had the negative feedback I don't know why like I don't feel like it's because he doesn't have I don't want to say negative things but like notes of improvement for the podcast but I think it's just like a generally overall somewhat non-confrontational quiet dude that just like stays in the studio and edits like Nitro what do you think about this thing I'm like oh, it was okay you know <laughs> you know like trying to chip in one or two things here and there were like why is this guy not speaking like talk like what do you really think about it like yeah, it was good you know it was okay you ask him like 10 times and he might say one like small thing and he will say in such a fair way and a non-confrontational way that you know it might even go over your head you know is that something that you kind of like built over time like working with artists you know musicians and you know mixing and mastering music working with people or how, how would you say you came to have that characteristic of just like being solemn and, and stuff, not giving too much feedback and stuff? Okay, I guess it's, it's you know, tracing it back is actually from having to deal with a lot of people. And one thing I've learned is people take confrontations and corrections differently. So I try as much as possible not, you know, to watch my words and not to be too much on the negative side. So, you know, I can probably, I, I might probably be pointing out something, you know, in a corrective manner, but this other person might take it very wrong and then you know it's like a bunch of listeners some enjoy it some don't enjoy it but you know it's a podcast and I don't want to say I guess I was just you know I'm not the major listener I shouldn't just criticize for my own self so I should you know have other people in mind and not just say things that are just <laughs> not just in line or anything just give a positive remark and if it's really bad definitely we'll have you know other people reaching out to make such corrections and then I can probably you know even as well write on that and see I was thinking about that as well but let's just keep it low key right yeah. right 
right. It makes sense. Makes sense. Well, well I'm, I'm someone that tries to like, I try not, not to be too emotional or I try not to be emotional at all. In fact, I've been accused of having no emotions before. So um, I, try, I try to be as logical as possible. So I, I like to think that I take criticism uh, very well, uh, regardless of, of how it's being said. Like I know how to like remove maliciousness from actual objective criticism and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, Mo, what about you? Like, uh, how did we like get to kind of like, uh, how did our universes cross? We met through the, through from Niggas with Love, um, when you like came on the show and then DM'd me after, I think, yes? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, all, it all goes down to DM. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it was like after that guest episode. Uh, I, I can't remember what episode, but it, I think it was it was just an episode where I was I was talking about my me trying to budget my life, right? Not doing <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, I listen to from Lagos we love like religiously, and most of us like one of the co-hosts for that podcast. And uh, you know, you always connect with her in a way because the other guys, you know, can always ask to be there every time. But most of us always like the voice of reason and everything. So it was an episode of like, oh, you know, do you want to come on my podcast? And I didn't think she would say yes. To be honest, I was like, mm, let me just shoot my shot and say like, did you, have you ever thought of like because my podcast was so far left, like mm-hmm. it wasn't about music, it's not about like pop culture, it's like a very nerdy intellectual I like to think kind of podcast so it's not like the most entertaining thing to listen to and she's like okay yeah let's try it out I was like oh you know that was interesting so uh, you came on what's kind of like your first impression of the first few episodes as regards you know the podcast itself the type of guests Mm -hmm. the listeners just the overall like culture class ecosystem I think when you showed me like the I think it was like the demographics of who listens and stuff I thought that was really interesting just because I guess with the pod it's kind of hard to kind of get on my own like who, where people like listeners are coming from and stuff so I thought that was pretty interesting um, and then in regards to the guests you have a pretty like wide array of guests or like the topics and stuff like that which I thought was was cool and it was also it was it's nice to kind of have that in one space because there are a lot of things that I wouldn't really ever think about or or people that I might not listen to on like different pot like if it was a podcast that was specifically for like someone talking about their faith or something like that or I know in most cases I probably wouldn't just go listen to that but when it, it's coming from a space where there's like just a variety of stuff I thought that was like interesting and definitely a big asset to um, Vulture class so yeah I mean it's definitely like a gift and a curse you know if, mm-hmm. I, if I look back at it because I try to stick to a cultural theme that even if I'm talking to people from like different backgrounds like I try to also like touch on their interaction with culture or their culture or their travel experiences or something about the cultural particular cultural topic but sometimes it veers off base. So mm-hmm. if you're not like a consistent listener, it might seem like I'm just talking to all these random people, but I try to stick to a theme. So uh, if you're coming here specific for culture, you might not g- get everything you need from the podcast. And if you're coming here for just random stuff, you might not get everything you, you need. That's why I'm like, it's a gift and a curse. So sometimes it's kind of like shooting a shotgun into the air and not like as specific as I like it. But you know, so far so good, you know, uh, 150 episodes. Um, let me ask you this. In the time we work together, like what's one day or one week or one incident where you're like, like maybe something happened you're just like, oh, this podcast is driving me crazy mm-hmm. or something like that. I know we, we all have a couple of those and I see Nitro kind of like shaking his head, <laughs> but let's start with Mo first. Um, I think at the beginning, maybe not just the, be- the beginning, I think sometimes, I don't know if maybe I just overthink the different, like what kind of guests I should be looking for Um, because I didn't, I didn't want it to be like me constantly trying to find, like looking for the same 
same type of people. And then I noticed, I realized pretty quickly that I have a certain like demographic or, or like topic sector of people that I would gravitate to. Um, it was a lot of like people that talked about things they went through personally or, or like stuff like that or something, maybe mental health or just stuff like that. So I realized pretty quickly that that's the kind of stuff that I gravitate to. And so it was the challenge was like trying to look beyond that or, or look at things or look for people that were beyond my interests or what things I would listen to like in, like um yeah and like just kind of broadening my horizons that so um yeah I think on some days that was that was like very much a struggle and I'd have to like ask my sister or something um for ideas and stuff like that or I would just be looking through like the Instagram hashtags trying to figure out like what I could possibly look for and stuff like that so it wasn't I don't think there's been a specific day but that was like something that would that was a struggle at times I see why see why Mo made a good producer because I didn't give a fuck like I was just like <laughs> if I wanted to get someone that I wouldn't care like I think even one time Nitro was kind of like there was a time I was interviewing so many people from the tech industry and you were like mm-hmm. it's becoming like a tech podcast like try to space and I think we had to like defer some of the episode I recorded yeah. them but we're like okay we'll put these out two months from now so that it's mm-hmm. not like tech 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 back to back because I don't really care like if I see someone like I'm just like bang 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 da da dang I'm like <laughs> interview them back to back like this is why Mo probably made a great producer she thought about that stuff I didn't really think about that stuff and you know one of the reasons I probably didn't think about that was that I believe that you know how you see this artist like Chloe Bailey for instance she'll go to the Breakfast Club and go to like Hot 97 like go to Genius all these places she'll hit all these points maybe go to Breakfast Club like 10am Hot 97 11am Genius like 12pm all within the same day you see she's wearing the same clothes but the interviews are different even though she's talking about the same thing like her, her album or you know what she's doing in music or her performances and stuff like the approach to the interview is just different because there are different people interviewing us so that's kind of like how I always thought that okay I might be interviewing people from the tech industry but my approach to the interview I try to like switch it up and try to like find the pockets where it's not just like the normal Nigerian punch newspaper interview tell me about yourself who is uh, who is 50 cents Mr. Lloyd Banks can we meet you you know other kind of stuff so I try to like like switch it up a little bit but Nitro what about you like what, what are some of <laughs> just give us a one or two I know you have like a hundred of like audios getting missing no, things no, not no. uploaded properly house <laughs> crashing you know on the technical side but give us a few few of the times where you kind of like pulled your hair out um, I think one one pick one for me was when we had to do like a, when you sent me a three multi-track file and and then you still kept on rejecting I think I had to do three good times and it was a very lengthy one I had to do like three good times cutting and it's, it's really crazy when you have to cut like three tracks at the same time and you have to be mindful of the timing and all that but you know you still kept on rejecting and saying oh no 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 there's some errors there's some this there's some that I know I think I was getting crazy then you finally said don't worry I'll just I'll get it done <laughs> right right I think I was about to lose it if you had said I think you have to do it again for the fourth time <laughs> That, that, I think that was the first multi-track the, the first not no. the first three-person interview we did right? yes, that must have yes. been the, the guys from India right I can't remember oh, was it the, the couple from India or was something before that I think they were all guys oh, they were all guys well, I can't remember yeah. that episode they were all guys because you know having to do it again I could literally I, I was you know the fact that I hear it in real, I did it in real time so I was right. I, I literally knew what they were going to see editing it over and over again and it was just was over the top for me I <laughs> I crammed it <laughs> 
right. I'm like, no, no, not again. Right. Well, thankfully, you came on board. And then I think one of that crazy one for me was the LD. So we had to edit an episode of two hours. Oh, <laughs> man. That LD, in fact, we would have talked for six hours, if not. I, I actually wanted to travel to Atlanta and, and like sit down with him for like four hours and really talk. But I think that was in the height of COVID and he had a family. So, you know, social distancing and all that. So, like, okay, let me just chill. But that was a long episode, huh? Yeah, really long, really long. Well, I think that's it for me, basically. I, we haven't really had anyone that probably just a few that long, but it, it, it's been all right. Like, I've had to know that any episode coming in is fingers crossed. Right. It can be long, it can be short. <laughs> I think right. I'm complete to the extent you don't listen anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. And I was, I was literally, I was literally talking about this with Tongwa, uh, which is okay. we haven't released that episode. We'll probably release that after this. But uh, I had an interview with her, like my my first co-host or my only the co the person I started the podcast with. And the reason why some of those early episodes were 40 minutes is because we're both like broke graduate students at the time. I started this when I was in graduate school in American University, and we were using a, a platform called Spreaker. And okay. we could only afford to pay for the 40 minute. Like you could, if you pay like, I think $12, you you know, you could $12 a month, you could record for 40 minutes or three hours for the month. You pay like 20 something dollars, you could record for like three hours and pay another higher tier, you could record for X hours. We had to split that $12, like $6 each a month. And it was still a lot. I was like, man, <laughs> like, so that's why those episodes were kind of like shorter. But you know, eventually when I stopped using Spreaker, like, oh, I have free range. And I just like, yeah. started, <laughs> yeah. started recording. And one Nitro was talking about, like, technically, for listeners who are listening, is that imagine now we're recording like three different people. You have my voice, you have Nitro's voice, you have Mo's voice. They are all mixed into like three separate audios. And he's supposed to like combine them. And when you're editing, like, most of best part, it's going to affect my part. So you have to match my part so it doesn't like seem like there's a delay or, you know, there are different things that happen. So it was it was difficult kind of like doing that for the first time because I was like, the very first time we did it was like matching it together. But, but let me ask you this what do you have to say even with all that hard work like going back forward to listeners who still say man this audio is not up to quality and I know they try <laughs> you know, what do you have to say to those guys to be honest I'm good with criticism and if you tell me it's not it's not good it's not I just listen and I and I take notes if you if you notice I always have a notepad around and I'm like you know question what I'm doing let me know I just want to get better it doesn't cost me anything to oh okay probably one of my plugins is not right I'm EQing too much I you know more less on the computer Impressions. You know, I'm just, you know, it's a general word and I'm kind of a perfectionist and I just want to get it right. So if you literally criticize it, I, I'm happy to hear that and then take corrections. Right, right. It's the way they criticize sometimes. Some people just like, the way some people just raise some suggestions, I mean, it's kind of like sometimes, just like, <laughs> I just see a DM. You should get Jordan Peterson on your podcast. I'm like, dude. Like, like, <laughs> that's, like, <You're> <laughs> that's so easy. Just from nowhere. Like, you should get just, oh, I, like, I like, if you want to listen to Jordan Peterson, I actually want to go and copy some podcasts that Jordan Peterson was on. Here are links to other podcasts. Oh, okay. Nice like, one. I've spent time chasing, like, I think the longest I've spent chasing the guests was like a year and eight months or a year and nine months, like chasing a guest yeah. to be on the podcast. Like there are times that I've chased, there's literally a police officer that I'm still trying to get. And I had to wait for, I, he says he's going to get back to me on Monday. We're recording this on a Sunday. I literally had to wait for him to retire. Like I had to wait like a year and a half for him to retire. Like uh, the things he wants to talk about, about the police force. He can't say some of those things while he's still in the force. He thinks he's going to retire in a year. And I was just like keeping up with him, keeping up with him. 
him. So sometimes when people just like come up and say, oh, do this, do that, like the, the amount of work it takes to like do mm-hmm. this little thing yeah. called the podcast, like I'm not even like on the CNN or MTV level, just like this whole little thing. Like it makes you more respect people like Issa Rae, people like Tyler Perry, you know, these people that are doing things in media. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like this is crazy. So Mo, what do you like in future? Like what do you hope to do like in the media space? I know you have like, you know, your job and, and like your professional life and, you know, the legwork at the African parties and all that stuff. But <laughs> do, do you see yourself kind of like doing something in the media space with like, you know, Nigerian music, you know, like mm-hmm. a countdown show or something on TV? What, what do you what do you see for yourself? That would be fun. Um, I don't really like camp, like being on camera though. So I don't, it would have to, I could do like radio or something. I could maybe see that, but I don't really like being on camera. Um, uh-huh. I haven't really given much thought to that. I enjoy like just talking about music. Um, and on some episodes, like I've been talking, like I just realized I don't really know like as much or I haven't really listened to as much of like Nigerian hip hop and stuff, which like it makes sense. I'm not a hip hop or like rap person, but I've just been like really curious about like that aspect of like Nigerian music, but like the older music and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I guess I, I think I just am just curious about what was out there and just like the evolution of things and all of that. Um, yeah, I think I just kind of see myself in that podcast space, maybe just seeing where that goes beyond that I think I just I enjoy the podcast aspect because I just have to sit there and talk I don't have to there's nothing else that's really like hired or whatever right. um, so I think that's like what my comfort area is but I guess that doesn't mean I can't explore other things as well but when you brought up that whole like countdown thing I like that that would be cool you know something I'd love to see I'd love mm-hmm. to see you and Jess host a show uh, you and Jess Jess Finesse I'd mm-hmm. love to see you guys I mean she's been on from Lagos with Love she's been on Culture Class as well because mm-hmm. um, have you I, listened to her um, her show? Her yeah, Jess Presents. Um, mm-hmm. is, is she still dropping episodes? I think I listened to like the first four episodes uh, and maybe the algorithm changed on my YouTube, but I have to I don't think so because I was subscribed on um, Apple Podcasts and I haven't seen, so maybe she took a break. Yeah. Do, do you know why I say that? Like, I feel you guys should have a show like The Voice of Reason or something because I feel <laughs> like you guys are coming from two different shows where you're kind of like the sidekicks, like how are coming from Loose, Loose Talk where she was like a, a sidekick kind of and mm-hmm. you from, from Lagos where you're kind of like a sidekick like I want to hear more from you guys and not from Okuchi the Okuchis or the AOT2s and Osags on our side like I want you guys to be like the main voice and two of you doing that I feel like you guys can have like a civil conversation and like be that voice of really and talk objectively about Nigerian music and you guys are so educated in that space like that like you guys can test it out for like one or two episodes and if you guys mm-hmm. decide to to do that that's something I'll, I'll love to produce or something we'll, we'll see if mm-hmm. we can make that happen I like but that I'll be we, interested yeah I'd be down to do that. That'd okay, cool. okay. Nitro, more work for you then. <laughs> 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 oh man what about you Nitro what's that? I know you had a studio back in Abuja I'm not sure if your studio is still up but what do you kind of uh, want to do do you want to like see yourself diving deeper like being like the Zeno Foster of our time as far as like mixing and mastering do you want to start doing film scoring like what, what what's up what's up for you um, I'm going into live events mm, nice yeah, probably run a few live events then start a show company nice nice yeah, what, just... what part of live events are you starting with are you starting with the sound or like the stage uh, craft or like the the operation side of things. What, what part of live events are you? Oh, are you the, the operations actually. Nice. I do both. Uh, I think I do both sound and light. But I'm enjoying lights more. I love the fun of it. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's sweet. That's sweet. You're actually in the in the right in the right part of the world 
for that. There's a lot of little small events and then the bigger events and, you know, you just go from there. But that's that's pretty interesting. What are some of your favorite episodes? Oh, you can go ahead. All right, thank you. Um, I, I really can't remember his name, but it's the man, the man who was in the soldier, um, who was in the army, sorry. I said in the soldier. The man who was in the army. Um, In the army. Elvis? Yeah, he, Elijah? What, what was oh. his story? So I can remember um, who it was. I think he was in the army. He used to hang out with a lot of people. He was very friendly. Then he left. Can't really picture the story, but I just love this. Is it an older one or a recent? Is it like within the last year or is older? Yes, it's this year. Yeah. It might, it it might have been Garrett. Year. Garrett Ramella. It was in the US Marines. He, he, he came in, he was staying with his um what whether his brother or some sort, and then you know he wanted to do something, was thinking of what to do, he didn't want to go back to uni, and then I think he just decided to go to the army. Oh, that must be Raphael. Ra- okay. That okay. must be and yeah, he, he has his own podcast, I think. Yeah, white label American. Yeah, that, that must be Raphael Harry. He was Nigerian, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that must be Raphael Harry. Like, yeah, my 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 friend out of New York. Uh and yeah, podcast brought us together. But fun fact, I, I wouldn't say I stole him, but I heard him first on the Africa Lipso podcast, which is uh, you know, in my mind, them guys. And I was like, huh, oh, this would be interesting. And since then we just we just kept in touch. But yeah, that, that was a pretty interesting Raphael I can't talk for this. So, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a pretty it's a pretty good podcast. The people someone that can bear it all out is a pretty good podcast guest in, in that way. Yeah. Then probably just sorry, <laughs> I think we should go now, but okay. I've actually always wanted yeah, I've actually always wanted to know what happened between you know BLD's story and then when you brought him on board, I was actually super excited. That was one for me. And you know, he says because I remember he had a record label with SARS and everything. I was really following SARS. I think I wanted to become a producer earlier and then after a while everything just dissolved. Everybody went their way. There was K9. And you know, I'm like, wow, mm, nobody K9, really Kokoma, K9. Yeah. Yeah, the guy was really good. And uh, so everybody just dissolved and no one actually ever reached out to LD or, or anybody in the crew to like what really happened. And then suddenly you did. I'm like, nah, this really this, this is a nice one. And then he really spilled, he was open enough, spilled the truth. And you know, at least for the fact of you, you know, the knowledge was being shared and definitely he cleared it on what really happened, and that was nice. Yeah, LD didn't really have to do that episode. Like I keep being there, there are a couple of people like I can't forget. LD is one of them. Uh Magic Mike is one of them. Magic Mike, the head of Sony Music West Africa, is one of them because he's the owner of Freemi TV, Freemi Digital, all those things. Oh, yeah. I remember when Freemi was starting and we took a bike to his office in Lagos, like an Okada. And this dude was just fresh off the boat from the UK, he was driving like a range or a G Wagon or whatever. And he didn't have to sign, like he we signed an artist we we're managing to free me to free me digital. And the splits were favorable, even though we came in, like he didn't try to take advantage of us anyway. So I think of people like that. I think of LD. Some other people I've interacted with are like, like no, this guy is, is a dude of. But yeah, that's probably like those were like interesting episodes for me to record yeah. as well. What about you, Musoka? What, what's uh what were fun episodes for you? Um, Nitro took mine actually. Um, I was gonna say I had listened to that LD episode even before I had, we'd ever like spoken or whatever. Um, and I was I, I really liked that episode. I think I even sent it to a couple of my friends because like it was just really interesting to hear directly from someone like the artist about like what they went through or how things went down or whatever. And I was even gonna say as Nigel was talking about it, I think it would be so great to if there was like some podcast that just delved deeper into that side of the Nigerian music industry, uh, like the business yeah, aspect or just like the dynamics and stuff like that. I know that's probably very it would be probably very messy, but um I think that would just be like really interesting to yeah about. But yeah, no, that that was definitely I think that was a really good episode. Um and then I I think that from that I moved to listening to his uh what was it called? Nigerian American. Nigerian American, yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, I 
really, that was like one of my favorite ones, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it was like our highest uh, listened to episode for a long time. Like, it's still mm-hmm. top yeah, three. I, I think we should probably be like number three. I think first should which be... Which one is number one? It was a Daryl Davis episode. That's always mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. The the black guy who befriended Ku Klux Klan members. Um, that's always number one. And uh-huh. number two, uh, I can't remember. Number two is always, I think if it changes between, it was some episode I did about the Indian Citizenship Act, which was a big thing in India, mm-hmm. where they were ostracizing like a huge part of the population. They had like protests over it. And I interviewed two economists about that in India. And just because of the population of India, like once you do an episode about India, like the population, like a lot of people listen to that from India. And it's like, uh, you know, so I think it's that. And LT is always like either two or three. So it's up there. But um, was there an, um, an episode that you thought was going to do really well that didn't? That you were, a like, lot. Okay. Yeah, I can I can say let me start with an episode I didn't know we wouldn't do well at all was uh, uh my guy Chris oh what's his last name uh Chris the bodybuilder episode uh Chris, is it Chris Hughes uh, Chris I'm sorry if you're listening to this um his, his first name is Chris and he's a bodybuilder the title of the episode is the bodybuilder I think it, I must have published that maybe 12 or 13 episodes ago I sat on that shit for like a year because oh, wow. I didn't think it would do well at all like at the time like when we recorded it it was just I don't know if I wasn't just like getting the vibe and this is me confessing if Chris is listening like I sat on that shit for like a year like I was just publishing episode after episode after episode and the reason I always do this I always have like an episode in the bank just in case like because I'm always like hey I can't miss a week I have to publish we've published consistently every week for like 150 weeks or going to 150 weeks now so it's like that episode was when I had nothing else to publish I was like I looked through my old hard drive records thing like nothing like can I get an emergency person to record with and edit it myself and release nope it's already Sunday like nothing like someone had cancelled I was hoping to record someone like Saturday afternoon the person had cancelled I'm like damn I'm in the side spot so I'm like let me just pull this stuff out the bag and let's throw it out there and that stuff did really well like it was a bodybuilder so he talked about diet a lot and this was just like coming off COVID we recorded it like at the height of the pandemic but I released it like at the tail end of the pandemic so like a year later then I, why people enjoy that episode and reacted to it and was sending me DMs I have no idea so it's like sometimes you can't tell with these things like what will make sense yeah. or what will not make sense and so like like Nitro said earlier sometimes you're going off of your own judgment and it's a podcast you never can tell so sometimes you know don't take criticism so, that. so that's one um, <clears throat> one I thought would do really well but I didn't do that well was I'm not saying one I thought would do really well. One I thought would do better than it did was, and I'm sorry to say this, but like the Jess episode, and this is no knock on her. This is probably like us. Like this was super early in the podcast. Jess was like episode like 24 or something like super early. And that time the podcast was just off. Like I I didn't have like my marketing down right. Like our social media was all over the place. Um, You know, it it wasn't just the right time. And then Loose Talk was at the height of Loose Talk. It was when she left my Nigeria and it was just AOT, Steve, and Mo recording the podcast. So she left to go to Maryland on holiday. So I met, I was living in DC at the time. So I met up with her in Maryland to record that episode. And I thought that a lot of people would miss her from the podcast. So I was like targeting like all oh, the loose talk listeners who come over to culture class. But she did get, she was like, I think she was like number seven or six highest listened to episode, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I thought it was just gonna like blow it away and just culture class become loose talk overnight just because just did one episode. So 
So um, I guess my ex- expectation there was kind of like, you know, too, too much. But one one episode I remember also, and this is going back to like episodes that took a lot from me was, I, I wouldn't say just so she doesn't feel bad, but I had to coach someone for a month to be on an episode, like a month, like like we're having calls where on WhatsApp to like, I've never been on the podcast before. I'm not sure I can do this. She was having anxiety. I had to like, no, it's going to be audio only. I promise I'm not going to put out the video. And every day I just like built a friendship with her intentionally, just like, hey, what's up? How's your day going? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. We'll call. We'll talk on WhatsApp every weekend, like for like an hour. We're not recording. We're just phone call on WhatsApp. And that actually taught me a lot because when we actually recorded the episode, the chemistry was so strong because we had been like communicating. Obviously, like you can't do that for every single guest every week. But it taught me a lot on how that can go. But eventually when it came out, she was so happy. She was like, she never thought she could ever do like a Mm. podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I even helped her with like a job interview like she was going to have and all this good stuff. But but yeah, that's just interesting things that happen with a podcast. So do do you guys want to talk? I mean, this might be boring stuff, but just so people understand the process flow of the behind the scenes, how do we actually get to produce an episode? Let's say we want to interview Obama now, for instance, like let maybe we can start from Mo and then go to Nitro. How does that whole process work? It's Monday morning. We need to publish an Obama episode next week, Monday. How exactly does that happen? Well, I think we should just keep the constant flow, you know, from Mo to Nusa who does the interview and then to Nitro who does the edit, you know, just like the, the way it flows and then back to Nusa or Mo who reviews and then who publishes. Yeah, so that's, let's just... That's a simplified version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making it sound so easy. These guys will appreciate the hard work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, any flow is good then, any flow is good. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, that's basically how it happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Mo, you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, um, I think that initial, like, that initial DMing them or emailing them or whatever, um, I'm just giving a lot of background and, and telling, like, what the purpose of the, the podcast is or interviewing them. Sometimes I just ask if they, it depends on the platform, though. There are some platforms dedicated to podcasting, so it's just easier to just be like, hey, do you want to be on the show? Um, but I think with Instagram, more than anything else, I have to give a lot more background, uh, like, information, and then sometimes they come back with questions, too, or and they want like this really like outline something which I'm like you don't really need all that but um so yeah there's that and then sending them the link for the the calendar um and then if that doesn't work and trying to figure out like coordinate uh a time that works for you and them if they're in a different country and stuff like that um and then scheduling it and hopefully they show up for the day or the or the interview hole yeah sometimes that back and forth beforehand can be a bit yeah yeah and then some of these guys are were, were kind of like juggling like three four guests at a time because we don't know when they'll say yes mm-hmm. and we need a guest for yeah. the next week so we're always like okay let's do four or five people at a time so whatever person says yes so some some weeks I might end up not recording any mm-hmm. episodes but some weeks I've done as much as five episodes in a week like every day like a day I'll do two the next day one the next day one the next day one like uh, so it, it just depends on when, when we publish them so there's a whole bunch of research that goes in especially if I'm interviewing like you know some sciencey guy or something I have to like I interviewed a guy who was like studying wild cats in Belize I'm like what the hell is that carnivore <laughs> ecologists what do they do like I have to like dig deep into that and obviously most of it like does a, a bunch of research in the background I try to do research myself getting the guests to show up is a whole total process on its own mm-hmm. pass that off to Nitro Nitro edits pass that off to Mo and myself I kind of like review them we kind of like publish them the whole social media marketing which I, I feel I could do a better job of but like the whole social media marketing is like another thing after that but yeah man this is uh, just a glimpse of uh, behind the scenes whatever whatever just to give you guys a sense of the people who work so hard
part in uh, producing some of your favorite episodes, the episodes that you love. And uh, since we're on here, I just want to tell you guys, thank you. I mean, you know, um, they say there's no I in team, but uh, I just want to appreciate you guys. I've never been one to, um, you know, take the credit when the credit is not mine. Um, you know, obviously without like Nitro, like uh, I don't know where I'll be like just editing those episodes and, and stuff. So, you know, thanks so much for, for bringing your talents uh, to the podcast and, and kicking it with us this long. Mosope as well, like when she came on the podcast, like you could just see the quality of guests. Just you could see it. Like it, was, it was night and day, you know, so everyone kind of like has their specialty. And, and I like think of us as kind of like the Avengers kind of thing uh, coming together. Um, but thanks so much. I feel like there's this thing happening now with Nigerian podcasts. We're starting to, and I see it coming, like it, it has a lot to do with the Afrikalypso ladies, right? Like these guys are touching everyone. They're touching like from Lagos We Love. They're touching culture class. They're touching Road to 30. They're touching So Nigerian. They're touching all these Nigerian podcasts, like the top Nigerian podcasts. And I feel like eventually, like everyone will eventually come together. I've seen something like that, like the West African Podcast Association or something like that. But I feel like okay. if we want to make our productions bigger, you know, want to make, you know, it into like a network or something like there's that possibility because everyone kind of like knows each other. We've been on each other's platforms. Mm -hmm. We have different expertise and, and things like that. So who knows? Uh, we might be, our first show might be, uh, you know, Jess and, and Mo, you know. <laughs> in, in <Africa. laughs> hey, anything is possible. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh, Culture Class 150, do you guys have any shout outs uh, to the listeners uh, during this milestone or, um, or anything you want to put on wax? for your future selves or things like that that's just a popular question I ask every guest on the on the podcast so shout out to Nosa anyway <laughs> it's, it's actually a lot keeping a podcast you know for mm -hmm. three years you actually see a lot of people who do like 20 episodes and they're like oh it's not making money it's not it's just taking time and effort and but you know you still keep this going um, you had you started off with someone person dropped off you still maintain the energy I think that's a lot most of the times you don't see businesses go on so well when the co-founder is off you made you, you brought a team together. You know, you kept things going, man. Cheers to you, I must say. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. You're not shouting out your wife? Bro. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she doesn't listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, I'm not married. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Nothing do you, nothing do you. What about you? Um, I just, I would echo what um, Nitro said. Like he said, it's not easy to do this and to do it like every week is not easy as well. You're doing the social media aspect of it too. I think just even having those conversations or running those interviews, that's a lot on its own and having to do all that research and stuff. And like, you've been doing that consistently. So shout out to you. Um, I would say your hard work definitely like goes and I, um, I hope it's paying off or you feel like it's paying off as well so definitely shout out to you on this big milestone I yeah, appreciate it guys and, and shout out to you guys as well like you know um, one thing I've really learned about this podcast experience even though I didn't make any money for the most part it's like you know uh, I've learned to to value teamwork um, you know I, I have my specialties kind of like the operational side of things like how to implement things how to get things done I still have a lot to learn as far as the creative side of things you know how to just envision things you know market things that whole process so that's where kind of like the teamwork comes into play like oh if one person is a little more creative one person has like no 
of emotional intelligence to know what guests to bring on. Another person is very tackle with those audio files. And then I'm just there to like bring everything together. That's kind of like what I might take home from these three years of the podcast. But it definitely wouldn't have been possible without uh, people like you. And I also want to extend that to also people you guys learn from. Like, I don't know where you learned how to mix and master Nitro, but whoever like taught you or those first set of clients that you mix and master for, shout out to them because without them, like you wouldn't have had those skills to bring on here. Mosoka, also an extension of you. Shout out to the From Lagos with Love guys. Also, because, you know, that was kind of like, I, I guess your first foray into podcasting and, you know, mm-hmm. you borrowed from some of those skills also to bring to cultural class. Thank you so much for the time we spent together. Uh, let's let's uh, mark this 150 episodes properly. And thank you to the listeners also uh, for those who have been kicking it with us. Uh, someone actually sent me uh, a screenshot of a DM when he started listening to podcasts. He DM me like episode 10 and he sent that screenshot from Twitter to my Instagram DM. I was saying I've been listening since episode 10. So thank you so much to all the guys. You know, our, our fun listeners, Okpayemi, wherever you are, Okpayemi, today you're in Belgium, tomorrow you're in Amsterdam, wherever you are right now. <laughs> shout out to you. Shout out Papa Chita from um, Canada, in Canada. Uh, he listens to all the Nigerian podcasts, obviously. A shout out to Ryan in Ireland. Uh, who am I missing? Uh, shout out to everyone, man. Everyone in DC, all the cities that, that listen to the podcast. Uh, you know, shout out to, shout out to that one person who's always listening from what country is it Germany or something like one constant person listening from from one country over there but yeah thank you so much uh, remember to use the, the hashtag uh, cultural class 150 uh, to follow our progress uh, as we celebrate 150 episodes do you guys want to drop your social media so if people want to like check you out uh, if someone has any shows for you in the UK Nitro uh, if, if uh, someone has stuff for you as well Jess you guys want to drop your, your contacts yeah, um, mine is uh, it's M-O-S-O-P-E-O-R-E-O L-U-W-A on both the names, yeah. Most Yeah. So mine is a Nitro, N-I-I-T-R-O underscore M-I-X double X. All right. Nitro X. All right. Appreciate you guys. All right, guys. Uh, continue to follow our progress until next week. Be well. <laughs> <laughs>